Hey there, I'm Dr. John with Freedom Family Chiropractic, and I'm starting this podcast called Jamming with John, The Connection Cast, to get to know more local businesses. My goal through the podcast is to interview a small business or a local business on Mondays and provide some cool tips, tricks, or motivations on Fridays. The interview weekly will be around why the business was created, what it means to them, and get to know their motto, mission, and what drives them. But honestly, The main goal behind it all is to get to know the person behind the small business. I hope you are excited to join me along this journey. And if you like this podcast, definitely share it out with a friend. Hello, podcasters. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode or interview episode. Today, I have Sadie Kunz on. She is the owner of the Hair Haven Salon. I'm really excited about this episode I got to know Sadie through that same online group that I got to know Lindsay at, and turns out Sadie and I follow a lot of the same people, which is pretty cool. You'll hear that in the episode um, with books that she recommends, podcasts, but I love how she shares how she got started, the changes and pivots that she made, and how she's feeling through the Safer at Home Act. Um, as she started out in 2003 and went through the whole collapse of 2008 and the changes that she has made that make her feel comfortable in today's world. So let's jump right in. All right, here we are. Today I have Sadie Kunz on. She is the owner of the Hair Haven Salon. Um, and Sadie and I were just talking for for a little bit before I hit record, but this is all during the Safer at Home Act, and we're like, what day of the week is it? So it's funny, because we are recording this on Wednesday, um, but I'm sure people are like, I feel like I've been in my home for like a thousand days already. But anyways, <laughs> Sadie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Sadie Coons. I've been a hairstylist since 2003. Um, I kind of got into the industry by accident. Uh, I originally wanted to go to be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or something, but I quickly realized that I wanted to be in a profession where people like to come see you and they don't necessarily like to go see their doctor and or a lawyer or any of those things. And um, as far as being a teacher, I think they're amazing. But um, I grew up in a business family and my dad always taught us to work for yourself. And I didn't feel like I could have control of my income as a teacher. I had summers off, which would be great, but I still wanted a little bit more of that control. So um, I happened to be just talking to the hairstylist that I had went to one day and she said, well, why don't you become a hairstylist? And I thought, like most people, hairstylists make no money. They work awful hours because nights and weekends. And, um, and she kind of turned my thinking around and it got me kind of curious. So, and I always played with hair. I was always the girl at, in high school who was doing everyone's hair for prom and all that kind of stuff. And I was in sports, so I was doing the braids for everybody before games and all that kind of stuff. And um, so when I decided to go do hair, I told my parents and they were not at all happy <laughs> about it um, because they had, had big visions like every parent of me going to college and all that stuff. And I said, well, if I'm going to go do hair, I'm going to have my own business just like you, dad. 
And they kind of went along with that. Um, and my parents are extremely supportive, so it was very shocking when they were not very happy with that. Um, but fast forward, I've worked in, um, I started in a big salon in Madison and got a lot of training there. And then I went to, um, while I was working, I also went and got my small business and entrepreneurship degree uh, at MTC. And then I eventually went into booth rental. And then when the recession hit in 2008, uh, which this is very reminiscent of feeling a little bit, um, I was so worried. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent one month. And I was in Vegas with a bunch of girlfriends for a conference. And I talked to one of the ladies there and she had just opened a salon in her house. So from that point, I asked her to pick her brain a little bit. And um, that was the end of January. And by uh, March 4th, I was in our, in our condo at the time with a salon built in our basement and opened up shop our house to Lodi years ago. So I've actually uprooted and rebuilt my business four times in the course of my um, time in this industry. So wow. That's yeah. And then, oh, I'm also, I also have three kiddos who are six, four, and one. And right now, if anybody's at safer at home, you know that um, being home with kiddos is real fun right now. They're, I love the time that I'm spending with them, but I'm definitely realizing um, that I'm missing people. Because <laughs> I'm a people person and I miss all my clients and the conversations, but I, I am having a ton of fun with my three monkeys, as I call them, because they, they are monkeys. <laughs> I love it. And so you've been doing tutorials on Facebook Yes. And I think this morning you did your daughter, you were braiding her hair. Yes. Yes. She, oh my God. She was so excited when I asked her, I said, Bells, do you want to come do tutorials with mommy? And her face lit up like, oh my gosh. And she was like, yes. And there's actually in the next couple of weeks, she actually does one on her own. She's like, mom, I want to teach little girl how to put ponytails in. So can I do that? And I'm like, sure. So she made her own tutorial on how to put your own ponytail in. And so I always laugh. I'm like, our kids are watching us. So give them one heck of a show because they sure are watching what we're doing. Oh my goodness. I love it. I, uh, I'll um, post your, your business Facebook page on the show notes so that people can see these videos. But that's so great because it's, it's honestly true. Like these kids are watching what we do and how we handle everything that's going on. Mm -hmm, for sure. Oh my goodness. But yeah, we were talking before too about we, like you and I both were people, people, like we love to be around people. And yes. so it's just very like crazy for us to like not have that engagement. Oh, for sure. And I'm not even lying. I call some of my clients like one or two a day just to check in and be like, how are you doing? How's your gray hair? You know, how can I help you? Do you need some hair products? You know, how's life going? And we literally talk for a couple minutes just for that connection a little bit because uh, my, my clients are definitely my family as well. So I'm, I'm checking in on them and everything. So, yeah. And I think, so one thing that I picked up on as you were talking about how you got started was that you took business classes while you were like learning the salon part. And I don't think that that's common that people do, is it? No, no, not really. Um, but I will be 100% transparent. The reason I went back to school was the first week I was in the salon, 
I was um, apprenticing under a gentleman and he literally said to me, he goes, you are my human um, hair clip. You're meant to be seen and not heard. These are my clients, not yours. And I could like telling someone who's used to talking that they can't talk and connect with people was like gut wrenching. And then I don't think most people understand how taxing hair is on your body, like your back and your legs and your shoulders. And I didn't even realize that till I was in the salon full time. And I went home and I remember crying and I said to my mom, I'm like, I can't do this. This is not for me. I'm like, I, I, I need to go back to college. I made a mistake. And she gave me the best tough love advice that I've ever gotten. And she said, you can go back to school but you will continue to work in the salon and you will go get your degree while you're working in the salon and you'll figure it out. And I'm so grateful for that because I cannot imagine being in any other industry than what I'm doing. I just had to push through. And how many times in life is, it, is life like that where you just have to push through and kind of pay some of your dues before you see, you know, the beauty of what you've sown. Yeah. So, so. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so true. I mean, we, uh, like if everything was easy, everybody would do it. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. you, you do. You have to push through all of the, the difficult moments. And there, there is good things on the other side. For sure. Absolutely. You know, and if it wasn't hard, we probably wouldn't enjoy it as much in the end. It wouldn't be as, as fulfilling if we didn't have to struggle a little bit to get what we need or what mm -hmm. we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So one thing that I think, I feel like I had commented on one of our Facebook posts, um, but you open up at 6 a.m. for I do. Like, <laughs> people and I love it. Like you are accommodating to people. So is that like a, do moms love that or what, I guess, is that a busy time for you? It is. It, um, it's so the little backstory on that was um, having a family, realizing that my kids were going to get older and I was a three season athlete and knowing how after school can be so crazy. I knew that I wouldn't be able, cause I'm the flexible parent. I don't know if you know, like most families I feel like have to have a flexible parent. My husband works in Madison, so I'm the flexible parent cause I can kind of um, do my schedule. Um, and I realized that I needed to be available for them after school. So I started to make the shift with my clients from, um, I, my, when I first started, I worked from like noon to eight. And so, and I worked weekends and stuff like that. And so it has slowly transitioned. And actually when we, when I come back from um, the, the um, pandemic quarantine, I will be changing my hours again because we pulled the kids from daycare. So I, right now I work, um, six, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Friday. And when we come back with preparation for decks going into 4k, I will start working, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I will, um, be done by three. And then I will also take from 11 to noon off so I can get him off the bus and get him lunch and then he'll hang with me. So that's the beautiful thing I think about my industry too, is, um, I can be flexible, but that 6 a.m., all of my, like, I really cater to a lot of nurses and moms, like business people. So if they can get their hair done at 6 a.m. to start their day and I give them some coffee and a, like a muffin that I made and they can just chill in before their day starts and then they have their whole day. Because as a mom, how many times are we like, we're going to kick this day's butt. And then halfway through, it's like, my kids called in sick or, oh my God, I forgot ballet lessons or 
X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't even make my hair appointment at four or five or six because I got so much stuff to do. I have to cancel. Whereas if you start your day, getting your hair done, you're feeling good. And then you've got the rest of the day. So that was kind of the idea before, behind that too. And it's a niche because not many salons are open at, you know, 6 a.m. So it's something that I can offer that's special that other salons don't. Awesome. That's great. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you would have known back in, was it 2003 when you first oh, opened? Yeah, probably don't be afraid to, take, to, to do things differently. I think when you get into this industry, the thought is always, you have to work these certain hours. You have to always say yes. You always, you always have to, the client is um, what they want. You always have to produce. And here's the thing. That's just not the case. Like client, your, your guests are amazing. They, if they, if you take care of them, they're going to take care of you. And also as a hairstylist saying no is a huge part of what we need to do because when someone comes in and asks us for, um, I want I'm, I'm, I have black hair and I want to be blonde today. And I saw it on Instagram. So it's possible, you know, well, I have two hours. That's not going to work. And, you know, oh, and then a lot of times it's, and I have a hundred dollars as well. Well, that's not going to work either. So I think being fully transparent with guests, you know, clarity is kindness. So being completely clear with our guests and just, you know, letting them know what's possible and let's, let's work together as a team and make it happen if it's possible and be realistic. I think that is something when you become a hairstylist in the beginning, you don't realize because we're pleasers by nature. So we just want to give our clients what they want. And I think the kindest thing we can do at times is just say no and explain why with confidence. So that's probably something I wish I would have known because I have had, in the beginning, I had a couple of hair oopses that will, will haunt my dreams for forever, <laughs> but I learned from them. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's those things that you have, you have to learn through the mistakes and mm -hmm. as long as you don't make those mistakes again and keep moving yes. forward, those yes. are our biggest lessons sometimes. Mm -hmm. For sure. <laughs> Oh, I always like joke around that I learn best through my mistakes because I can, I can hear somebody else's mistake, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I love the saying fail forward. So when yes. you fail, just go forward and learn from it versus like failing and completely being like not learning anything from it. So yes, mm -hmm. so true. What are, what are some of like the most commonly asked questions you feel you get? Um, probably the most common questions I get are, you know, can I, you know, what shampoo and conditioner do I use? I'm, I'm a gray coverage specialist. So most of my clients have gray coverage, um, of some sort. So, um, and I'm a very big advocate for keeping hair healthy. So, um, it's probably with my clients, it's mostly, you know, what products do I use to keep my hair healthy? Uh, how frequently should I be coming in to get my hair done? Uh, so most of my clients with gray coverage come um, as soon as every three weeks, and then some push out to eight. So that's typically um, where I see my clientele at. Uh, styling, you know, what styling products do I use on my hair? Because I've got frizzy, crazy hair. So um, helping consult with them through um, 
that. Um, I use a product line called Ref. So most of my clients want like vegan products, healthy products, low chemical. So my salon's very much that. So explaining that to them. And then um, another thing, how much, how, how long do I need to go between haircuts too? That's probably the, the general, what I get mostly for um, questions. Do you have a, a hair question that you, you want me to answer? <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, was, I was actually just joking with my sister-in-law the other day um, with everything that's gone on. I was like, I feel like I have been finding so many gray hairs right now. And I'm like, all of this stress. <laughs> I we're all going gray together right now. It's all good. Yeah, we're all in this together, right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, what kind of training do you go through? Like, or do you do regular training yearly? So the beautiful thing about the product line that I carry, uh, Brava Salon Specialist, is my um, my uh, store that I go through, and they're amazing. They're continuing education program is awesome. So um, every month there's one to three classes offered that I can take. Okay. Um, I also am a part um, for my business side. I'm part of a group. Um, I'm, I'm part of what's called Thriver Society. So it, in our industry, um, it, it's a business program that I do every month and I'm a part of. And I, it's kind of like a mastermind for the, they, as Britt calls, the elite 5% of hairstylists for everything like that. So I, I do that. Um, and definitely watching tutorials. Um, I'm, I'm a scroller on Instagram. I like the videos so I can watch different techniques and things like that on that. But we have a lot of hands-on luckily training here right in Madison. So I get to do a lot of that, which I really appreciate. Perfect. So not only hair, you also, I mean, I shouldn't say it like that, but you also do extensions and waxing, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I do hair extensions and I do um, eyebrow waxing um, and lip waxing because I always say um, a good friend never lets you have facial hair. So um, I definitely take care of my ladies that way. Uh, I do offer conditioning treatments because I do a lot of color and then um, I do do paraffin waxes while my clients are sitting. So it's a full experience. Um, every guest when they come in get asked if they'd like a conditioning treatment, a waxing service, and a paraffin dip while they're in my chair. Those are things that they just never have to book. They're just always asked when they're there. So yeah. Awesome. And you have, I mean, moms can bring in their kids too, right? When they're yeah. Just yes, I actually have a full play area connected to the salon. So um, a lot of my moms, what they'll do, um, because I saw a huge discrepancy when I was in the big salons where I would have this client who I absolutely loved. I'd see them consistently. And then all of a sudden they'd have a baby or they'd have a couple kids. And then I would hardly ever see them. And they'd always say, oh, I can't find someone to watch my kid. My husband's busy or X, Y, Z. And I'm just not making time for myself. And I, and I remember thinking before I even had kids, I was like, I want to eventually at some point create a, an atmosphere where moms can fully take care of themselves because they just don't. So, um, so yes, I do have a lot of mamas who bring their kids, their kids play and there's snacks for the kids. They're in everything like that. They can bring a movie. There's um, a slide with a little jungle gym area that they can play in while their mom's getting their hair done. 
Um, and then a lot of times when mom's getting their hair done, um, when her clothes processing, I will typically cut the kids' hair. So it saves mom a trip as well to go to another place to get the kiddos' haircut. So it, it's kind of a, a nice deal for mamas. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So as we know, life is constantly changing, like right yeah. now. Um, yeah. what, is, what is the most meaningful thing in your life right now? <sighs> I really am appreciating um, flexibility. The flexibility that I have right now that when they were, we were told, you know, we can't work, um, I was able to be home with the kids and not even think about it. I didn't have to ask. I didn't have to think about it. I could just close up shop and be here for my family. Um, and I'm very grateful for um, Dave Ramsey because we've been practicing Dave Ramsey since 2008. So 2008, I think we were like, you know, freaking out because it was insane. And then since then, um, this time around, it feels very different. So I'm very grateful for um, financial freedom right now because we had saved up. So if something like this ever happened again over the last, you know, 10 years, mm -hmm. um, then we would be okay. So I'm very grateful for that, that I can just kind of hang with the kids and not worry about it and enjoy this time with them. That's perfect. I also follow Dave Ramsey. And yeah, yeah so he has some great information out there. Mm -hmm. I feel like like right now is like his time to shine with everyone. Yes. And then, and in the business world, if you haven't checked out Mike Michalowicz, Profit First for Business. Oh yeah, you're, you're, um, he's amazing. So that's how I work my business as well. So um, okay. Dave Ramsey, but it's the business side of Dave Ramsey. Yeah. So, so well, I'm just going to jump into this question then. Um, what other, do you have any other books or podcasts or people you follow besides Mike Michalowicz and Dave Ramsey? So I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I'm a big audible person yeah. and I love podcasts. So um, for hairstyling and stuff, I follow Brit Siva, the Thriving Stylist podcast. So she's my business coach actually. Um, and then I, who right now, I definitely follow Dave and Rachel Hollis. I love their Rise Together podcasts. I love Jenna Kutcher um, as far as podcasts go. Um, and I do, um, Gary Vee on occasion, I listen to him and stuff like that. Um, all names, you're probably like, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and then um, books, I listen to a ton of Audible books. So I probably have a 90 book library in my Audible. And, um, so right now I'm listening to Dave Hollis's newest book, but I also love, um, Bob Goff has an amazing book, um, Everybody Always, that I recommend to everyone, um, about how to treat people in life and stuff like that. Love Mel Robbins, like all, all the things. So I could go on forever, but we don't have forever. So <laughs> a lot, a lot of stuff. I listen to a lot. I, I'm a complete, um, PG and D junkie. So yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So I, I'm also, those are like similar people who I follow. I have not listened to Dave Hollis's book yet. Um, how, what do you, what are your thoughts on it so far? Do you like it? Yeah. See, and it's funny because when I listen to Rise Together, I actually like listening to Dave a little bit more than Rachel. I will say I like her so far. I like her book better than his only because I think it's more relatable for women. Mm -hmm. um, but I do enjoy his book. It's just a very different tone 
um, he talks a lot about his business, like where he comes from and stuff. And, um, and I can't relate cause I haven't worked in like a fortune 500 company, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, I think it's very interesting to hear his backstory. So yeah. Good. I have been talking to one of my friends that we are looking at going to their business rise in October, I think. What? I didn't even see that was out. I've been watching for, oh, oh I'm, I'm thinking that I was, I've been watching for the relationship one. I want to go to their couples one. They only did it once, but um, yeah, going to their business one. I think so. I think it's like the first weekend in October or first weekend in November, but obviously we'll see how things go. Right? No, that would be actually amazing. The last time they did it, some of their speakers, I was like, Ooh, I would like to go see some of them, but yeah. Yes. Same. Yes. Oh, um, so tell me a little bit more. So you work with a business coach, you said? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I found Brick Siva on, um, on a podcast. Um, and I was actually looking to start business coaching myself in our industry. And I kind of wanted to do a little research to see what it looks like to be a business coach. So I kind of started following her podcast and then she has, um, this yearly subscription and with all these modules on how to build your business and all this stuff. And, um, I was watching all of that and I joined in, um, and it, it's been amazing. It truly has been for my business. And, um, it, through all of this, I, I, I look back at, you know, I'm in a lot of forums and I see a lot of other hairstylists asking and they, they seem like, they're drowning and looking for information. And I feel so very blessed that I have between my Bravo Salon specialist and Britsiva, like I have so much information on how to get through all of this and navigate it with just like such ease that I'm at peace with a lot of it. And I know in our industry right now, there's a lot of unrest and a lot of worry. And so I'm very grateful for that. And I think, you know, sometimes it's hard to say we need help as, you know, entrepreneurs because we want to do everything ourselves. But it's so wonderful to have a little bit of guidance. You know, make, we don't have to make all the mistakes ourselves. We can learn from others and, and jump forward and skip all of those, you know, bumps and bruises in the way. So perfect. How long have you been doing the business coaching? Uh, it'll be, it'll be a year this month. So, okay. mm -hmm, yep. So, and I've been helping a couple other stylists. So I'm starting to dive into the business coaching myself, which is kind of fun. I love it. What, what are some of the biggest pain points you feel um, in general with owning a business or a salon or whatnot? I think my, and see, I, I truly love what I do. So it's really hard when people are like, what are your pain points? Like probably my biggest pain point is social media, trying to keep up with all the things, like all the platforms and trying to create content on a constant basis. That's probably one of my biggest pain points. Um, I would say um, most everything I love. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I really do. I love my clients. I love my schedule. I, you know, and the other hard thing I think for me, and I don't know about you, but trying to put your work down when, when you're supposed to be present with your family sometimes is hard for me because my brain is always going like, what can I do next? What can I do? You know, hear that and the other, and that's just how my brain works. But, um, that's probably a pain point cause I should probably be more present sometimes for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel, um, 
I'm assuming since you listened to Jenna Kutcher that you probably have listened to a bunch of her like batching all your content out. Yes. Yep. Which I love. Yes. So that, so the tutorials that are on, up right now, um, I literally like did 15 tutorials in an hour and a half while Violet was taking a nap. And I just was like, that's it. I just have to let the kids watch TV for an hour and a half and I just need to get it done. And then I had 15 tutorials ready to go for the next two weeks. So yeah, batching is definitely key. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, people say to me sometimes, like, how do you get so much out there? And it's like, it, it's just batching all of your, your things, mm -hmm. scheduling it out. Um, and if you're organized with that, then it, it helps. Yes. I can't imagine trying. Someone's like, how do you post every day at 6.30 a.m.? And I was like, I don't. I schedule it. Like, you, you literally think I'm up every morning at 6.30 to, like, post it at that second and they're like well I was wondering and I was like no 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 that's all scheduled like everything <laughs> is scheduled <laughs> oh. yes otherwise we'd probably go insane one thousand percent one thousand percent all right so this is a question called the three truths so I have only two of the interview podcasts out there so if you didn't listen to them you probably haven't heard this question um, but I got it from a different podcast that I listened to with Lewis House. And yeah. so are you familiar with him? I know who Lewis House is, of course. Yes. So I feel like you probably know this question a little bit already, but the three truths. So years down the line, um, you're with your husband, your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. You have no videos out there, nothing. What are three things that you would leave them? Three truths. I tell this to my kids all the time. Life is about um, practice makes progress. It ne you will never reach per perfection, but you're always progressing. So um, we say that a lot in our house. Um, practice makes progress. So I would I would want my um, kid like younger generations to know that as long as you continue to to put effort into something, you'll always move forward. Um, don't be afraid to fail, because if you're not failing, you're not growing. So I always tell my kids, you know, even if it was an accident or something happened, it's okay. We can move forward. Don't let it beat you up. Cause I, I let that stuff beat me up a lot as a kid. So I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I'm trying to teach my kids not to be And my oldest. I'm struggling with that because she's got me in her and she wants to win and everything. So that's a little hard. Um, and just be kind to other people. How you treat other people is definitely, um, like, just show kindness to people, even if they don't deserve it sometimes, because that, that grows and that sets an example for others. So be the person you want others to be to you. Just basically the golden rule, you know? Like, I think we forget that a lot. And so those are probably the three lessons I would definitely want to teach my younger generations in my family. So, yep. And how would you define success? Ooh, that's, hmm, that's a hard one. Um, honestly, I feel like success is happiness. Are you, do you wake up excited every day to go to work? Do you wake up excited to see what the day is going to bring? To me, I mean, Yes, there's financial success, but that's different for everyone. You know, um, time freedom to me is 
is very reminiscent of success. Like if, if you can do what you want with your time, I feel like it, that's very successful because time is one thing we can never get back. So it's a commodity that we can never get back. We can always make more money. You know, money is like energy. It comes in and it comes out. Don't give too much, you know, thought to it. Um, but true success, I think, is happiness. What what makes you happy and go chase it. Any any high schooler that sits in my chair and they're like, what should I be when I grow up? I said, figure out what you love to do and then figure out how to make money doing it. Because then you will be successful in life because you'll be happy every day that you go to work. So that's what I define as success as. Oh, amazing. I have a few stumps because I, I feel that same way. Like mm-hmm. money is energy and it's all about, are you happy? And so a lot of times when I meet people and, you know, we talk about like, what, what do you do? And usually my follow-up question is, are you happy? Like, yes. If you're happy, then awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, like you can always pivot. Right. And I think so many people get caught up and they don't realize that they can pivot because they think they're stuck and you're never stuck. You know, you might be, you might need to stay in that job for a hot second while you build what makes you happy, but then put in the extra effort to build what makes you happy and then transition out of the job that you had to have to, to the job that you want to have. Yeah. So. And like this, this literally all goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning with your oldest, like they're watching, like your kids are watching. So yes. if you're not happy, like that's what they're seeing is the unhappiness of having to go to work instead of getting to. Yep. Yes. Yep. And my, my kids are always like, mom, do you have to get to go, have to go to work? I'm like, yeah, I get to go to work. I'm heading down. I'm, I'm like, check you later. You know, <laughs> I'll see you when you get done. And they're like, oh, mom. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope, I pray that when they are older, they have the same joy of going to like going to work or doing whatever they do as I do every day. So. Perfect. Any other words of wisdom you want to leave people with? (sighs) Well, at this time right now, everyone's probably going stir crazy. You know, um, I would just say enjoy instead of, instead of being freaked out right now, enjoy the, the stillness, enjoy the white noise, enjoy the, you know, the calm, you know, and just live in it for a second. And I have to remind myself that a lot of times too, because I'm like, I got to go do this stuff. I got to be productive. I got to do this. But sometimes just enjoy the simple things. Enjoy the walk outside. Enjoy the extra cuddles watching a movie. I know a lot of us are trying to homeschool, you know, and our kids are probably fighting us like crazy. Well, then enjoy your glass of wine at the end of the night and don't feel bad about it, you know, and just give yourself grace right now. Mm -hmm. I love it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sadie. Well, thanks for having me. This was super fun. I really appreciate it. Wow, that was another amazing interview episode with Sadie. Um, I just really, really enjoyed having her on. As you could probably tell, we follow a lot of the same people. We listen to a lot of the same podcasts and and audibles. Um, so it was it was amazing interviewing Sadie. We chatted obviously before I hit record, but then after um, I had I had hit pause, we chatted for a while again about some of these events that we would love to go see or here. Um, So I hope you really enjoyed the podcast. Thank you again for listening all the way through. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead, share it out with your friends and hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening in to Jamming with Jen, the podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, definitely hit that subscribe button 
or go ahead and leave a review. Every little bit helps. Stay tuned for the next episode on Jamming with Jen.